card rank, too. Uh, I guess we're going to find out, right? Yeah, we hey, guys, welcome back to an all-new episode of Comics Unchained. I should say issue now, because that's how we call them. Uh, I'm your host, Sergio Sanchez, and joining me as always... Usa, folks. This is MJ, and we are ready to take you on a benevolent journey into the world of comics. Bele- benevolent? Benevolent. Benevolent. We're trying to be we're trying to be spiritual a little bit. I'm not spiritual at all, but we may have like things coming up with spirits. It's going to be a very interesting episode because um, we're going to go way out of our comfort zone today. I'm taking a journey into another topic that I love dearly uh, that I just find so freaking fascinating. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun issue. But as Mark has been posting all over um, social media this week. We've been talking about, you know, mental awareness since it's 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 the month for that. We've got a lot of stuff that we're going to be covering for that because both me and Mark kind of have different issues. You know, he suffers from... I, okay, so just to get a little into our background, I actually... Not too much. Yeah, not too much, <laughs> but enough. No, okay. I don't care. <laughs> so I suffer from severe anxiety issues and a little bit of PTSD from my past. Oh, for me, I just... I. I you know, now and again at home, I have my, I have bipolar disorder. I've got uh, uh, ADHD, anxiety, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So like, there's there's a lot of things yeah. that that are wrong with me that I get I, I get diagnosed, and you know, it's always good to talk to people because like I try not to show it as much. I think one of the main people that sees it like the most is probably my wife. Um, you know, she's dealed with it like a champ but there's a few of my friends that can definitely see it because of how my attitude i can yeah i could be i'm it depends on the day dude like i'm literally two different people every kind of, every different day so it's kind of weird um yeah to like, have something uh, like that like when when i get in my mood man i'm just a fucking complete mess like i shut down i can't function like and the reason i was taking the reins on the whole mental health awareness thing was because one thing I found comfort in growing up with dealing with my issues was actually comic books and knowing that there's actually a good ass number of superheroes and super powered folks that have so many mental issues and their struggles and they're dealing with it and I kept thinking to myself you know what if these people have godly like powers and they can get <laughs> over their issues and be something great why can't I? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very interesting how that works because there's a lot of characters in comic books that nowadays people can you you can read between the lines and you can find a problem with every single uh, superhero that's out there, whether it going from like you know having a disorder, having an addiction, or just being you know different for whatever reason because. You know, it, it, the society we live in, they find ways to find anything they want to find wrong with something. Um, that is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about digging deep. We're talking about the ones that, like, blatantly come out and show that they have a problem. And so this month, you know, in the episodes we record, we're going to follow each one of these heroes or villains. Yes, that's right, because, you know, sometimes uh, a villain is only acting out because that's their outlet. Um so we're going to be talking about some of that, and it's going to be very interesting because, you know, some of these characters you might relate to, and just like like MJ said, you're not alone, like, ever out there. Never. There's always somebody and that's that you can talk to. There's all sorts of things. So with that, 
Um, we're going to jump right into the first source that we have for this month. And I'm going to let MJ take the reins here because I don't, I, I know a few comic book heroes, but the one he happened to pick this week, I just don't know a lot about. So, Mark, okay, floor is yours, sir. All right, I'll take it. Okay, so with kicking off Mental Health Awareness Month, I decided to find a hero that is close related to my issues. And with that, I found Jessica Cruz's Green Lantern. Okay, I get to say it like that. Oh, I mean, I gotta put the accent on it, man. I know, but I, I just I don't have it being like you know Mexican. Yeah, I just don't have that accent. I'm more like whitewashed, if yeah. you want to say it. Like I, I swear to God, I, I can actually say that. Yeah, because like funny story back long time ago in Mexico, I went to Mexico to visit a bunch of my cousins who yeah. all speak Spanish <laughs> and I speak none, and like. All the stuff I like, like I went out to the beach and I went surfing with friends. I mean, this, I was way younger. I can yeah. I couldn't get on a surfboard to save my life. Now. I can't do it right um, now. So. so like, but yeah, they made fun of me, calling me like white boy and stuff like that. Ah, okay, it is what it is. Yeah, it's just okay. funny. Like I'm that guy that goes to, to. We just had Cinco de Mayo. Went to a Mexican restaurant and laughed at all the white people in the restaurant because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, I'll tone it down for the non-Spanish-speaking <laughs> folks. I'm talking about Jessica Cruz's Green Lantern. So the reason I chose this hero first, not because she's the most important one to mental health, it's just it, it's closer to home when it comes to like me and Sergio. So fair enough. She yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a girl, but yeah. Well, <laughs> look, I got titties. <laughs> you're, you're very beautiful. That's what Aww. I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, so Jessica Cruz, her mental health problem is she has very, very severe anxiety issues and PTSD because I'm going to dwell a little bit into her origin that when she, I want to say college, maybe a little older, but yeah, the this whole... is, Jessica Cruz is not like a character I know a lot about because I don't follow a lot of uh, her her exploits on like... DC, again, not a huge Green Lantern reader, too, so, like, I really don't know, so, yeah, she's in college. Yeah, I'd say around that time. <laughs> it, it really didn't give an age time, but the whole point was that she went on a hike, like, a camping trip with her friend, but on being on that hike, they came across two mobsters who were burying a body, and, well, you know what happens when you run into mobsters that are burying a body, leave no witnesses so they open fired on her and her friends and she was the only one that escaped with her life and her friends were gunned down okay well after that whole ordeal she developed a traumatizing bout of anxiety and ptsd to the point where she locked herself away in her own apartment for yeah. four years like I'm guessing Postmates was a big thing because four, <laughs> four years in her apartment because she she had that overwhelming fear that if I step out of this room, they're going to find me. And then it just it dwelled deeper and deeper to the point where she was had like she stated so many times in the comic. It's just so hard to wake up, get up in the morning. And so continuing her story. Before she actually became a Green Lantern, she was actually a Power Ring user. Okay. And, and if anybody doesn't know who Power Ring is, so there's another world called Earth-3 where the Justice League and what we call our superheroes are actually villains. Like, instead of Batman, there's Owlman. Instead of Superman, there's, what's his name? Omega Man? Or 
I keep forgetting Ultraman. Ultraman. Are you talking about like the uh, the crime syndicate? The crime syndicate. Yeah, yeah. Like, instead of a Justice League, their the books crime were syndicate. super good. I do recommend that if you guys ever get oh, a yeah. chance to go check out the Crime Syndicate book or the Incursion to Prime Earth. That whole arc is just fucking amazing. This is actually what what Mark's talking about. Is her first appearance was in Incursion, uh, where the crime syndicate's like slowly taking out each of the superheroes. Yeah. This is where Jessica Cruz kind of comes in as I'm, you know, getting familiar with the character here. Yeah. Um, I thought, <laughs> yeah, the whole crime syndicate thing, anything there, anytime they're part of the DC universe is f- fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to give a little in- insight to this. You know what actually got me into the multiverse? Mm. That DC animated film, Crisis on Two Earths. Yeah, that, that yeah, film it, is well done. It's amazing. It shows oh, everybody what DC could do. Every DC animated film, there's a few. Okay, I'm not going to say Not all of them are great. Not all of them are great. <laughs> you see uh, Injustice? Yeah. Oh, God. Injustice was fucking terrible. That was a shit um, The comics. I, I didn't like it. The comics The comics are really good. I have a buddy of mine, uh, Julian. He, he loves those books. They are great. Um, but, yeah, like most of DC's movies, I love. animated flicks, yeah. I love, dude. They're oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I watched Apocalypse War the other day. Holy shit, that was yeah. bloody. Yeah. Anyway, getting off track. But uh, Okay, so if you want a brief rundown on like the crime syndicate, I, I'd recommend watching that animated film. You can watch it on HBO Max for uh, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. It'll kind of give you an insight on most of their bad guys compared to our guys. But anyway, the crime syndicate, their version of Green Lantern is called Power Ring. And so when the crime syndicate came to our Earth and they were trying to take out all the heroes, Power Ring, instead of being powered by, what was it powered by? Uh, Green Lanterns are powered by willpower and all that, right? I believe so. Yeah, Green Lan- that's what Green Lanterns are powered yeah. by. Okay, well, Power Ring goes in the opposite direction to where when they get a ring, it's powered by somebody who gets, who is like, embedded with nothing but fear but the downside to having the power ring and the stronger your fear is the stronger you are but the ring and the spirit inside it called Volthum is actually feeding off you and killing you in the process so when power ring died in a battle with Sinestro spoiler alert the ring sought off somewhere in our earth to find a host a suitable host that being said Jessica Cruz came into the picture it powered her up and it gave her the powers of power ring but it was also kind of taking her over to where she was unknowingly attacking citizens because she couldn't control it well when they took care of the crime syndicate and all that she slowly started gaining power over it and to the point where Green Lantern was starting to teach her how to control it. Later on down the road, when she, when they're having the battle in the Dark Side War, she sacrifices herself to save, I believe it was the Flash. Yeah. To save the Flash. But, okay. it's, but right as she was at Door's death and she sacrificed the ring, her power, nearly her life, the Green Lantern decided, hey, you're capable of this ring. So the rings chose her and she became a Green Lantern. She is partnered... With when she joined the Green Lantern Corps, she was partnered with uh, Salomon Bob. Um, not no, um, that's I think that's uh, Earth Three version. Our, yeah, that yeah, is Earth Three. Right, the Prime Earth, I think, is Simon. Simon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I heard about that. <laughs> but like Simon. she Doesn't became matter. she became one of the newest <clears throat> Green Lanterns with Simon. He's uh, I think he's a Muslim descent. Okay. Like they're trying to add that. But uh, in doing so, even when she's a Green Lantern and she has pretty good control over her, her ring and everything, she still has major issues with just doing superhero work. Like to the point where she could easily catch a train, no problem with her ring. But while she's holding it and keeping it steady, her mind is 
fucking with her so many times that she said, I can't do this. I'm going to drop it. The bad guys are going to win. It's going to be my fault. We're all doomed. Like, her mind is a swirling vortex of negative thought. And that hit me hard because that that's how I get. When my anxiety takes over to the point that I can't function, I have nothing but all these negative and what we come to learn are called intrusive thoughts. When you have intrusive thoughts, you can't really control it. It's just taking over you and it's, think of it as like a parasite. It's just eating away at you at every Everything that is good and wholesome about you and you just feel the absolute worst about yourself and that's what Jessica Cruz dealt with and she constantly needs to be like reminded over and over you can do this you can do this like Simon makes a good partner for her because he's more well-rounded about that and whenever she starts to get down he's he's her support system and that's why they make a good partnership because it's like he's more well-grounded and when she starts to lose herself he brings her back down right and I know what that's like because if it wasn't for my family my friends honestly this podcast i probably would have lost my mind so long ago (laughs) well it's i think i think there's just a certain balance i know when mine kicks up it's nice to have like a bunch of your friends to talk to and that's what i do yeah i do go out and i actually like force myself to go socialize instead of just sitting in and playing a video game definitely like there might be those people out there that maybe like getting on like a video game helps them Sometimes for me, not so much. I can kind of just zone out and talk to my friends. Like, I can be in the game with them, but I don't necessarily want to play it. And it also depends on the game I'm playing. Yeah. Because, like, I don't, when I'm in that mood, I don't want something that's going to stress me out. I want something that's going to kind of relax me. So I don't necessarily go and jump in on, like, a game like like Call of Duty where I'm just going to get massacred round after round. And I'm just getting beating myself up more. And then somebody telling you that they're screwing your mom. Yeah, like, you know, I don't need all that (laughs) shit. Um, But I I tend to not let that stuff kind of get to me if I can help it. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I've heard having a good distraction or staying busy is a good way to fight it. But really one of the best ways to fight these anxiety issues, like just like she does, is just to have a good conversation with somebody close. Yep. Always, like, reach out, talk to somebody. Don't just, like, bottle it up and hold it down. Yeah, because that... That's just going to make it worse. That's and a then, shit show. And then, it's, it, and then when it does come out, you're going to either want to do something either to yourself or you're going to take it out on somebody who didn't necessarily deserve it. I've been, you know... Unfortunately, you know, I've done that time and time again, and, yeah. uh, you know, I just, just try to get help for it. But oh, I've done it so many times. It's just hard because sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. But, yeah, I mean, beating yourself up, though, I, everybody's going to do it. I do it all the time. I screw yeah. up at work. I beat myself up on it. Sometimes I bring that home, and I'll sit there, and I'll dwell on something so little that I did at work that just it can't just, get it out it, of yeah, I just can't get it out of my head. It will cause me to like have restless nights. I don't yeah. sleep. I, you know, so Dude, I can't tell you how many times I lost my shit thinking I fucked up something at work. Oh yeah. I couldn't sleep. The next I do that night. like constantly. Oh, so man. it's really funny. But yeah, I think she just being a character, I didn't even realize like the character was created by Jeff Johns, which is really funny because he took, when he took over that whole, his whole run, I loved the new 52, which a lot of people don't like. A lot of people really? hated the new 52 really i i, I mean i read a couple issues yeah. I, I thought it was dope yeah the new 52 was <clears throat> not a good comic run i mean it it had breakout stars from it this is during the phase where dc had reboot and then new 52 and then rebooted again and then like one of those like years like rebirth or something yeah and then we had th- yeah this is it went new 52 then rebirth yeah or it might be the i don't know all of that got yeah it was new 52 then rebirth <clears throat> and then all that got retconned again with the dr manhattan spinoff from uh, uh so Oh, that's the one where the Flash, uh, he kind of like, 
Is that the one where the reverse Flash goes to that world? He comes back and he's just all burned up. And no, 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 that's that's something different. Um, this yeah. is this is uh, where Doctor Manhattan like removed Superman from the timeline. Oh, really? Or attempted to, and it kind of, like every time he did it, it changed things. And so um, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, this is during that whole time, and creating a character like that, I think, like just shows that like not every hero. Like I mean. To the extent Batman could be placed in this category too, and this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the yeah. podcast, where you can read into anything you want. Batman could be placed into this podcast only he had a lot of it. In, in a lot of it, yeah, <laughs> because like he did witness in front of him as a child his parents dying, yeah. being shot directly in front of him by Joe Chill, depending on the one you're reading. <laughs> More like, and yourself. yeah, so Batman could be placed in this category, but showing how maybe someone can cope with it or not cope with it because i mean for years batman was a shut-in does everything alone i mean you can see how it affected him he had to play that double life so like there you have you know your bipolar disorder where he's two different people i mean to the point where he mentally trained himself to have the batman of what is it zura i I can't say the name which one the one with the colorful patches so like if batman came undercame some like brainwashing or mind swipe Mm -hmm. he has a deep personality that takes over Oh. So he can continue being Batman. I can't, I can't remember the name of that. I'll have to get back okay. to you on that one. Let's just put it this way. Contingency plan, they kind of speak for his character. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's Batman <laughs> all over. But I think adding in characters like that, it makes sense. I mean, they, they can't go through. It shows that a superhero can't go through their entire life, see the messed up, fucked up shit that superheroes see. Because like, let, let's not dumb it down. There are some terrible things that, like, some of the heroes have done. I mean, like, we go to a point... You can only watch the Joker murder so many people before it messes your brain up. You can only watch, you know, Lex Luthor poison a bunch of people or, you know, any of these characters that do things. Not all the superheroes are just like, oh, well, that was a good day. You know, only only ten people died today. That's cool. Yeah. Like, no, that's not, that's not really how it works. And this is where, like, it starts getting becoming real. This isn't like where it was in the, you know, 60, the 50s, 60s, the 70s, 80s, to where they didn't, like, address things. They did actually start getting into this, like, in the 80s and 90s. They really started, like, hey, maybe we need to look at this. And we'll talk more about that in, an, in another episode. Yeah. But I think as we see more, uh, it fits into the backstories. But, again, like, that anxiety thing. Very interesting, yeah, because holding a team together and fighting supervillains while having that, I couldn't imagine that amount of stress. No, nah, like, I and, you know, we always had that daydream. Like, if I was a hero, I could do this, I could do that. But you really... think you, that. <laughs> yeah, you think that, but then you put it in your mind, you're like, I would probably fuck this up. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you can't even imagine, like, I mean, I'm not going to talk about an incident that happened in real life, but, I mean, there's maybe a handful of people that should have maybe done something at a school a while back that you're going to live with that the rest of your life. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to talk about that. No, we're, we're not politics <laughs> here, folks. Trust me. Um, but, yeah, so I, I don't think you just go through being a superhero, seeing the things that they see and the things that they fight. And this, of course, happened before she was a hero. So yeah. she's living with that. So it's a good way to see that, like, sometimes there's a chance to overcome. And based on her teammates finding different people, again, always something to talk to. And, yeah, it's I, I think you but, know, um, there's always ways to get over. Yeah. Over. But uh, I'm just going to do a small plug here real quick. But, uh so for our first hero of the mental health awareness issues that are coming this month, we honor Jessica Cruz and her journey to fight the demons inside her. But I also just want to take this moment to say, going off what Serge said earlier, if you need someone to talk to, get out there, find something that makes you happy, a nice, a nice distraction. 
is good for the soul. And yep. if you have nobody to talk to, just hit us up. We we will talk to people. Oh, I will talk to people. <laughs> no, and, I can chime in. But. Yeah, I'll talk. I will talk to you folks because I don't mind having the conversation. I know what it feels like to feel like the world's after you or you're alone. But also, we will be posting more links on our social medias to professional help people who want to people who work like the suicide hotlines or the better help stuff. We'll post more. We'll post more on our social media so you can find the help or just the encouragement or a conversation you need to have to feel better. And um, I'm going to let Serge take over because he has an amazing story he wants to share with you guys today. And he is all about this. I'm just going to sit back and chime in on whatever I was able to find out. Serge? All right. So going uh, – thank you for that. Uh, going into <laughs> the comic books, I did promise – Listeners from the last episode, um, and I haven't got it uploaded yet. I'm working on that. I'll have it done by the time this episode's up. You should be able to listen to the last episode as well. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I found a book that I was like, I wanted to dive into, and it was already three issues in. It was published back in February of 22, February 22 on, of 23. So this year, uh, it took me a minute. Because, like, I didn't realize what this is. Now, if you know me, I am a huge uh, fan of the strange, dark, weird, mysterious, paranormal, monsters, cryptids. We, good sir. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to a lot of fucked up So, podcasts. like, I, 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 I enjoy some of those, a, a lot of those podcasts out there that I, I listen to on a daily basis. So, I, I love that. I also love, like, a lot of true crime stuff, which sometimes this borderlines into this. So, I found a book called Blue Book. Now, there was a show out a while back on history. It was called Project Blue Book. I yeah. love that show. I think um, the military involvement with uh, what what project blue was about was like aerial phenomena ufos chasing and finding out the truth or disclosing or finding and you know discussing the information on them so this book project blue book or uh, i'm going to keep calling it project blue book because it's going to get stuck in my head but this is just called blue book is uh produced they, by dark horse comics they got to you man yeah no, they did <laughs> and <clears throat> let me just i i was blown away with it because i love that the first subject of Blue Book, and I hope that they're doing more subjects on it. But right now, we're following the uh, B- Betty and Barney Hill incident, which was a US- UFO d- abduction. <laughs> I'm getting excited. I can't <laughs> even like talk. Down uh, there. Down that there. was uh, took place in 1961. So here's the thing, right? I I think like when people think that they saw UFOs and seen things, I think the universe is. I just want to put it out there that the universe is too small. To think that we're the only species. Oh, we there's a lot of there's be. a lot of comedians that have been like like if you think we're the only species, you're the fuck you're a fucking idiot. and and I I, I got to kind of agree to that. I don't think you're a fucking idiot, but I think like you know you need to broaden your horizon. You need to think. I, I think there's more that's out there that that, that the government doesn't want us to know because they're letting on. And I mean honestly, I, I I'll say this for years and and just bear with me, right? I, I'm I'm here, man. I'm In here, an alternate timeline, what would have happened? And you guys can follow us. Like, let me know on social media. In an alternate timeline, what would have happened if they told us what happened really at Area 51? Like, what would society be like today? I honestly think we would have banded together more, but 
Like it's the it's so, uh they don't tell us everything. I feel like that's why we have so much. Distress. Okay, so with that being said, like I just want to I want to throw another what if to you, okay? Yeah. So like by not telling us, do you think that like the government was like, well, we can't tell them this, right? So now we have to create a lie. So now they created a lie, which led into a bigger lie, which means anything else they ever find is another lie into a lie into another lie into a bigger lie into a web of lies. That now it's so construed into unless you're a conspiracy theorist like I am. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh, if you get to that point, if if like all of a sudden I tell you like all these things, and then one day I just take the wool over your eyes and like, yeah, by the way, we've been telling you this lie for the last you know eighty five years. You're gonna lose your shit, and 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 nobody's gonna believe you. So I believe that right now the government kind of put itself in a way with these incidents yeah. where it's like, well, we did cover them up, and now if we go back on our word. Like, our government's going to just fall apart. Nobody's going to believe us anyway. Not that there's, like, because there's a, there's a poll out there. It's, like, 85% of Americans believe there's UFOs. Um, 75% believe that something happened in Roswell. Uh, like, and, and it's just, like, if you go into the JFK assassination, like, to this day when they do reports on it, like, there's still a firm 75% that believe that the U.S. government was involved in that. So I, I mean, yeah. At some point, it's... You know, there's a fine line between over-the-top conspiracy theorists and things that just happen to make sense. And right. It's it's out there, but they don't want to make it seem like it's out so, there. So, on the night of, um, let me find the date here, two seconds, September 19, 1961, Betty and Barney Hill were driving home from their vacation. They were set to be back, back at their home. They said about they should have arrived at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, Betty, in the comic book, it's it, I love that it's illustrated because like when you're watching on YouTube videos or you're listening to a podcast, you don't really get to see this. So I love that, like, that Blue Book gives you the option to like find this. And I will say that even in Blue Book, right, the art does kind of give, give you a little bit like wanting. I, I'm not an artist, dude, so I'm not going to ever say that I'm, that this artwork is terrible and i won't never ever say that artwork is terrible unless i think like damn it looks like a four-year-old could have wrote this then i will say something because i can't draw i can't even draw i draw a main stick figure right yeah <laughs> I, I can't even do that oh, wow so it's pretty bad um it's like when my hand just hits paper it just feels like you know up here fascinating <laughs> artistic here dumber shit. dumber yeah dumber in a rock uh so so they're driving <laughs> home and uh, Betty claims to her husband, uh, Barney, who is, uh, they are a mixed race, which is very rare to see back in like the 1960s. Yeah. You didn't like, you know, different times. Yeah. And if you happen to read the book, it, it's a little, it was that, a that's kind of why I said yeah. it. Right. So like she sees something in the sky and she says, Hey, Barney, something's following us. And it's very documented in the reports i'm not gonna ruin it because you, you if you haven't heard the story i do recommend you go listen to one on youtube read the book it's really good but the uh they, they encounter a ufo and they are essentially abducted by ufos um like uh, they and they do with this thing which a lot of ufo researchers know it, it's classified as missing time yeah. so they finally arrive back home at five o'clock in the morning 5 a.m so between three o'clock which is the last time they can remember on their clocks which is really funny because if <laughs> this is weird i rely on my cell phone for a lot of things right but i wear an analog watch what? an analog watch really it's upstairs it's on my bedstand. i wear it uh and because like if I don't have it on me, I always at least like like there's a few times like when I take a shower, I take it off. I probably haven't had it on. I don't have it on all the time, but I do wear one. And the reason I keep I wear one 
is because of missing time. That's how fucking terrified I am of this. Like, so in alien abduction, there's a thing called missing time. Yeah. So like your clock will stop. And this is like, if you ever watch the X-Files, if you ever watch this, Mulder uses this like to his fucking T to identify like UFO abductions because missing time, like your clock will stop at three o'clock. But then you look at like a digital clock or you look at anything else and you'll see that your clock is like three hours behind from that clock, but you don't remember it. And that is why people do that. So like I like I like to do that just to be uh, is it neurotic? Yeah. Yeah. Just it's to be neurotic. Weird that that missing time just happens to line up with witching hour, which is also at 3 a.m. Yeah. So, well, in, in this story, yeah, that is kind of weird. Like I never thought <laughs> yeah. about that. So they uh, they. Like, Betty is a little bit more susceptible because in her past, claims that her sister and her sister was saw a UFO when she was younger. Saw yeah. it. She didn't interact with it. With uh, Barney, on the other hand, his encounter was, like, he was the totally, like, I don't believe in this. Like, people are people can have their thoughts, but I just don't believe in it. And after this, he became, like, he's still kind of like that everyday man. Like, no, I'm not crazy, but I know what I saw. But I'm not going to talk about it because people are just going to think I'm crazy. Well, years later, they put they put books out. It became better of an investigation. You can see where this is going, yeah. right? Because like, there's a lot of things that made this story weird. Uh, as in, like Barney finally, like years later, like in the books, recaps that he saw little people in the mirror, in the in the windows. I'm gonna say mirrors in the windows of the craft. Yeah, That's like how, how close they... the craft was. Them. Yeah. With their binoculars, they could see people in the windows. Um, I personally don't think that, like, I think aliens look at us like, like, look at Earth like a petting zoo. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, we, we, I mean, honestly, people, we can't get along over black and white. Like, what the hell makes you think we're going to do somebody that's purple or yellow or, or fucking gray? That's true. Like, <laughs> we can't even get along with each other, let alone fucking species from another, another universe. So that being said, they, they end up getting home. Everything goes okay. But Betty starts having, like, really bad, um you know, nervous breakdowns. She starts ha like restless nights. She keeps thinking she keeps what they call remembering, uh, like relapsing, like into yeah. memories. It's um, kind of like repressed memories, repressed memories. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you. And because I remember reading in the book, they weren't nightmares per se. They were just like vivid. Right. Real. And that's, and that's where a lot of people like, that's where they get that is because it was a repressed memory. So Betty starts like saying, Hey, I need to talk to this about, like, talk to somebody about something. Yeah. So her sister gives her the idea, which they show, they show in the book very well, like, of taking a magnet and sit, checking out, like, radiation. Because, like, with a, uh, not a magnet, I'm sorry, a uh, compass. Yeah. So the, they take the a magnetic. compass. Yeah. So the magnetic, like, radiation put off would make the compass go out of control. Yeah, like, they would put it on one part of their car, and it would run, the, the compass would work fine, but they moved it to another part of their car in the comic, and it would just spin so freaking fast out of control. And there's like certain areas on their car. Right. Thinking because of when they came into contact with the spacecraft. Right. And so here's the thing. So she does that and we start finding out more things. And then she starts to believe like, hey, something weird is going on. You know, something happened that we can't account for. Uh, so the more you follow the interesting story, the, the more it gets really freaking crazy. Um, oh, yeah. We're getting to my favorite part. The... What was it? The hypnotherapy. Right. So unbeknownst to her, she goes to a group called NICAP. Now, NICAP is a group that was created as the National Investigations Committee of Aerial Phenomena. Sorry, I had to look that back up because I, I just know NICAP. Nah. Um, <laughs> and what they do is they help people who potentially see UFOs. 
and don't want to go to like the police or don't want to tell their family about it because they're afraid that they're going to be Come off know, criticized crazy. or crazy, yeah. uh, which, you know, in, in those days were, you know, because like there were a lot of things like, but this is a lot, this is during a time too, where it's like Russia, Japan, people were always looking in the scare because like this could be something that was supposedly a threat at that time. Like yeah. they didn't know if like Russia could have put something in the air. Uh, the red threat was real. Uh, Japan could have put something in the air. They don't know. So like, like it's like nowadays when you know the weather balloon that we saw a few months ago. Watch out in the skies, people. <laughs> that would have freaked everybody out in the sixties because yeah. like you just didn't see that. Um, so they call like so Betty ends up calling uh, and Barney the whole time is like let it go because he doesn't want to be known as crazy. Barney worked as a postal worker and a civil rights leader, so. These are both people, and she was a social worker. So these are both people who fucking, like, dude, we just have normal lives. We have no reason. We have nothing to gain. They were literally your average American citizens. Right, and and that's the thing that I always see, like, with UFO abductees, uh, UFO seers, uh, even, even, like, cryptids. Like, a lot of these people... Sometimes, like, it makes it very hard to believe, to, to not believe because yeah. they're just average people. Like, I'm all for, I've, I've whipped my head a few times and I've seen something out of the corner of my eye. But, like, I've never thought, like, it was that crazy. And I like to think that, like, I have enough of my friends that if I did see a UFO and I was, like, very fucking adamant about it, yeah. that, like, I have enough friends that would be like, maybe Serge saw that. Like, there's no, like... Because everybody tells tells. Like, everybody tells white lies. White lie doesn't hurt anybody. It's just like, you know, you ever been at that party? You're really not having fun. And you're like, oh, my kid's not feeling good, so I want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hurt anybody. Really it doesn't hurt anyone. You know, like, maybe they can sense that you weren't having a good time. But you don't want to be a dick and just be like, hey, I'm not having fun. I'm going to leave. Um, oh. So, with that being said... uh. Maybe there are times, but, like, I like to think that, like, if I saw something, I, I would actually think I saw it. Um, but I- I've seen my share of paranormal stuff. Yeah. I- I'm not happy about it. I don't like the paranormal, particularly it scares shit out of me. Um, but I'm also not the type that's like, okay, I did not see that. Like, so I will always give the benefit of the doubt to somebody. So it's very interesting that these stories to go by, like, people who are seeing them. But as we get into the story, uh, she contacts NICAP. Yeah, NICAP, it, they tell her, hey, you know, like, come and talk to us. They, she also contacts a, a, a general in the military who, at the time, was running Project Blue Book. So yeah. it's, or or yeah. passes it down to whoever was running Project Blue Book. So that's what I find, like, very interesting in the story. Um, very, very interesting. Because, like, the military does know about it. Um, and if you guys know, the Air Force has, like, hundreds, if not thousands of documented, like, unidentified flying object encounter so there, there's a lot to that but i i love that the book keeps it um like true to the story i love that they like the writing in it like goes like to where you're going this then it goes into what betty and martin are thinking yeah. who they're talking to the hypnotic suggestion like again never a good idea to do this with somebody who believes they've been alien uh, like has been an abductee yeah. because that has never ended well for a long time Every time, like, I mean, if you go and watch there's movie The Fourth Kind, it just never ends well. It's very, very creepy, but a lot of times it can lead to, like, a repressed memory of something else. There's something underlining this, and I think with Betty, it was it was weird. Like, I, I think uh, when, I think everybody's going to like when they get to that part of the book. 
Yeah, I that was my favorite part when they underwent the therapy. I was like, holy shit! Because right. I, because I was always interested in learning how that whole that whole ordeal worked out, but it, it just tugged at the mind on what do we keep locked up inside us that can come to light just by a simple little trance. You know what I mean? But uh, I actually did really love this story. I'm glad you. Uh, recommended it to me because I didn't know what I was getting myself into because I had briefly just heard about this out of like all the other UFO abduction stories I heard but when I read into this I was like holy shit why do we not know more about this like it's a very good story interesting and it's probably one of the only alien abduction stories that actually makes sense as far as like all the other big known stories like the have you heard about the whole town in Brazil Mm -hmm. I think that was uh, like this family picked up an alien that crash landed there, and then some of them caught a virus or some shit. Yeah, there's. I I love like that. We could go. I could go into the last like ten twenty minutes of this yeah. show just fucking going into like the other paranormal stuff. But I will say, guys, like if you love the and I and I'm really hoping that Blue Book when they finish the Betty and Ra, and Barney story. Yeah, like I really really hope they continue going with like some more um of course there is the oh, the be dope. I, I believe the guy's name was trevor Chanor, and he was the guy that was the inspiration for the movie the fire in the sky yeah fuck me up as a child by the way five don't watch old. that when you're like five years old um i would also recommend don't watch sleepers when you're like 10 <laughs> but i watched fire in the sky <laughs> when i was like five years old and that movie just scarred me for life on alien and it's one of the things that fear I fear the most. Um, however, here's an interesting thought, people. Uh, I just want to let you guys know out there that, like, and, and in anything, if you've never had, if you're in your 20s, 30s, you, and you've never had an alien abduction, you probably never will. People that are always, like, plagued by alien, and this is funny that I know this, right? Yeah. That are plagued by, like, alien abduction or, or have a fear of it, have nothing to fear once they're over the age of 40 and have never encountered an alien abduction because it's very rare that it'll happen. Most people, believe it or not, that have been um, abducted by aliens are all beneath the age of about 25 and or, or below the age of 30 and have had at, or know someone that has had an encounter before. So, so it's kind of like someone's keeping tabs. So you're you know saying I, mean? I, I still have a chance. There, there's, there's a chance, yeah. <laughs> I'm, don't quote, I'm saying like it's a very small percentage, but like for the most part, like most people... Like, it's, it's a reoccurring thing. Like, you're either, um, most abductees claim that they're abducted from a young age all the way up until their adulthood. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a reoccurring thing. So it's not just something that, like, you're at, like, it, it can't happen. I'm not saying it can't happen, but it can happen. But it's more likely that if you were abducted as a child, that it's going to happen more and more. And that, like, that just is something you have to work with. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're like in your in your 45s, your 50s and shit, you probably have nothing to worry okay, about. Okay, so if y'all see me standing on my roof with binoculars, mind your business, all right? <laughs> um, but yeah, going into like, you know, other paranormal stuff, I really hope Blue Book finds a way to cover more of that. I'm interested to see how they're going to wrap this story up because there's a lot of time. We haven't got to where they report on the missing time yet. We yeah. haven't got to the point. Like right now we're dealing with like Betty and her her nightmares. Yeah. Barney being more of a, I don't want to tell anybody. He's like, leave it be. Let Barney's kind of like the character uh, or the per- he was the person that was kind of like, just let it die. Like, yeah. let it go. Like, who cares? Uh, Betty was the one who couldn't do that. And so, like, she dragged him all of this. So we, we've gotten to her going under the hypnotist. We're going to get to Barney going there because that's what also is going to happen. Yeah. 
and he was the one that remembers seeing the guys in the in the craft. So, and that was a lot of ways to just to do this is they always take both of them and they see how well their stories matched up. And that was the interesting thing between Betty and Marnie is they recall the same story. Yeah, uh, and and to the like to this day, um, whether they've passed away or not, I don't really know. Let me take a look here. Uh, yeah, they they they've been dead for some time now. Man, that's, to the that's, day that they died. Yeah, you know they they their stories were the same. So we should find more paranormal based comic books on real life <laughs> because this this was a really good book. Like, so, I, yeah, I really did enjoy this book. Um, I can't wait for more. And I and and the weird tales at the end are really cool too. Yeah, I really like those. Uh, the one I liked probably the most was about the guy flying in New Jersey. The one wearing the weird bat looking. Yeah, the weird bat suit. Like, like that was really, really cool because I love cryptids. Yeah. So I would love to see, like, I mean, I know we have, like, a few comic books that have covered, like, cryptids in the past, but I'd like to see a newer one with maybe, like, some fresh takes of some new artists on there. But, like, I love cryptids. I love the paranormal. I love aliens. I love all of this kind of things. And just being able to talk about them is fucking awesome. Like, we were talking earlier, we were talking, like, you know, our our crypt is real. Like, here's the thing, dude. If Bigfoot really existed, I I hate to say that he doesn't exist. I I think something's out there. But with technology where it's at, either you're doing a hell of a – either the government's doing a hell of a job suppressing it, right? Yeah. Or we're just dumb as fuck and cannot find something. Like, there's only so many national parks and so many things that drones can't get into nowadays. Yeah. According with, like, night vision, heat signatures. There, there isn't really anything where anywhere's going to hide. Now, aside from, like, where I think, like, cryptids can become where we get into, like, the Mothman territory to where I believe the Mothman, some of the more stories that make sense about it was it was interdimensional. Yeah. Like, an inter- like it can come in and out of dimension. Like, they slip not? through. I, mean, I think that is what most cryptids do. Like, if you talk about, like, the reactions over at Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know if you ever heard about Skinwalker Ranch. I don't know what a Skinwalker is. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, a place called Skinwalker Ranch. There's a shitty show about it. <laughs> Fucking, uh, I believe it's Discovery. They will never find anything there. Don't worry. But I think some of the incidents that have happened there, I, I believe, have to te- teeter on... What they call the paranormal, what I call is like the uh, crossing into another plane of existence, uh, interdimensional. Yeah. I think species have come out of there. I think that's where cryptids, I think that's where some cryptids come from. Like they come from like dimensional split, like time splitting. I think like that has a lot to do with like what people call like the Bermuda Triangle, whether you believe in how it's defunct or whether it's not. I believe the, the Bermuda Triangle is actually like a time occurrence. Yeah. So like one of my favorite things of the Bermuda Triangle is Flight 19, and I believe that they're just it's it's the time loop. Either you go through it and you're set. Like, how would you feel if you were misplaced 15 minutes in the future or 15 minutes in the past? You're still in your past, but you will never be able to catch up to your future. That'd be it's, trippy as like, fuck. Isn't that just <laughs> weird, right? So that's what I really believe. You know, what I'm kind of getting in my head uh, that Project Arrow from the Mist. The mm-hmm. movie, the Minnesota yeah, yeah, King. yeah, yeah. Okay. Again, like you know, there maybe somewhere in our government they try to open a window. I mean, there are there are stories like that that have yeah. happened. Like and, they they've tied the toil with it. Yeah, and you can tell these people are listening. Like, what the fuck? I thought we were talking about comic <laughs> books, but you know what? It's called being multi talented. Okay, <laughs> we will jump um, everywhere. So, with that being said, 
I'm gonna. I just recommend Blue Book to anybody that that is a huge fan of like this kind of stuff. And I'm really hoping to the creators of Blue Book yeah. that they keep going forward with like more stuff like this. Dude, because I hear more without calling it Project Blue Book, and now that we lost a TV show, like I really hope Dark Horse really takes the reins <laughs> and ah, keeps going <laughs> with this this series because I think like it's something that like if they start following, like if they go away from like doing these different incidents because there are incidents from all over. Um, as I mentioned you know the fire in the sky incident yeah uh, right now they're on betty and barney hill they have so many others and then that's not even getting into cryptids and sightings of like other yeah, things like they can jump to like so everything like from urban legends and exactly mysteries. so i, I think this is a series. really great comic series and has a lot of potential uh and bringing in various artists like they're doing for yeah. the books i think is amazing because like it gives a lot of different people to kind of put their hand on a book uh, you're not. I, I'm really focusing on this book for the story, guys. So like, leave the artwork alone. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, like they can bring in anybody, even up and comers who just kind of want to debut their work. Yeah. As long as the story is great, this is really what you're reading that book for, and I think that's what it should center around yeah. and stay centered around, not go off the rails and try to be something it's not. To quote one of my favorite podcasts, "There's always time for a story." <laughs> so. With that, go check out Project Blue Book. It's in stores now. We're on issue three. Check it out. If you guys want to, go and check out your one of your favorite YouTubers or just type in the Betty and Barney Hill incident. If you oh, want you to get find caught so up, you'll find so many videos on it. There's so many podcasts on it. Uh, I recommend, and this is a uh, <laughs> shout out to one of the podcasts I listen to. It's just uh, last podcast on the left. Um, they're oh, some funny guys, and they've covered this story in their alien abduction thing you'll have to source through their material they have a lot of episodes but i i've listened to that one i've listened to every video buzzfeed has some great videos on it yeah. uh so you can find them all on their youtube channels respectively go and check them out but you can find us on our social media handles and mj take that away okay uh before we jump on that um because you gave them the good name i want to make sure i give them their prop but the podcast i dropped that quote from is the amelia project if you want to check that out real fun show but anyway you can find us on twitter and instagram we are at com unchained and right now you can hear us on spotify amazon music surge told me we are on google play now or however you get that but also we are on wherever you get your podcast so hit us up drop your favorite stories and surge as always keep on reading and look to the skis i mean skies (laughs) 